Hello, and welcome to Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift, a podcast for those of you looking to transition from a medical career to starting an online business. I will be sharing how to get started, success stories, and more. If you are looking to make the move from medicine to online, but don't know where to start or have a business, but are looking for business tips and encouragement on your journey, this is the podcast for you. I'm Susie Rains, your host, and I look forward to helping you simplify starting a business. Hello and welcome to the Starting a Business Simplified podcast. Those of you who are listening might be like, am I on the right show? This isn't Susie. Well, today I have taken over the show. My name's Suzanne Kohlberg, and I'm flipping the lid and actually interviewing Susie on her own show. So, Susie, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Yes. Okay, this is so awkward. <laughs> I'm going to say oh, this. For those of you listening, Suzanne is awesome. I love her. We just recently got introduced and we've like been friends forever. So I am Susie Rains, and I have Starting a Business Simplified. What I do is I work with women who are leaving the medical profession to start an online business. I help them transition. I came from a medical background. And was I was a medic in the army. And then after that, I was medically discharged, spent a year in Iraq, had some issues with PTSD coming home. As you can imagine, those of you that are listening and have been in the medical COVID situation, you probably have a similar experience. And so I transitioned from the army and I still loved medicine. I still loved helping and helping people. And I love animals. We have lots of animals at home. And so I transitioned to veterinary medicine. Absolutely loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. The issue there, again, cropped up. My PTSD was triggered with surgeries and certain things that, in situations that were coming up. When there was trauma, if we had emergencies that came in and things like that, there were things that came up for me. And I know there's people listening right now that can relate to that too. And so it was really difficult. And then physically, I had physical ailments that happened when I was in Iraq. So it made it harder for me to do the lifting, pushing and pulling and things like that go along with, again, anything in the medical field, but especially in veterinary medicine. So I had all this amazing knowledge about the medical industry, and I had a business degree that I had done after the Army, but I needed to control my environment. And so part of controlling my environment meant resting when I could. If I got triggered, I was able to take care of myself without having to answer to somebody else. I did really like helping people. I loved patient care. I loved helping owners of pets. So when their pet was sick, like really talking to them and helping them get through a difficult situation with their pets. Those of you that have pets, you completely can understand where that comes from. Um, and so I was like, what can I do that, you know, still taps into that compassion and wanting to work with people and helping? And so I went and got my coaching degree. I coaching certificate for health and life coaching. And I thought I wanted to do health coaching. I was like, yeah, health coaching, stay home, work online. Yeah, this is a perfect thing. I tried it for a little while and realized that wasn't my passion. I didn't get excited. I had clients and I would be like, oh, I have another client call. Like, that's horrible. You shouldn't have clients and be like upset about it. So I just, I gave up which is crazy, but I gave up doing my own business. 
and I got hired as a health coach. I I'll just jump in there while you're for those of you who are not watching the video. This is the this is how the online world, world works. Pets, family, <laughs> interruptions. But I love like recapping what you've said so far and sharing your journey with us because it's so good to get the behind the scenes because when we listen to a podcast, we get to hear all about the guests that you have on, but not so much about the host. And I really want to like where you just pause there. You can see the threads of the journey like okay, this is being in service and helping people is what I enjoy. So I'll try health and life coaching. And then it's like, actually not in this way, but allowing that to morph into the next thing. I'm keen to hear what comes next. So please keep going. Yeah. So, and that sound that you may have heard earlier is our chocolate lab puppy. She had a toy. (laughs) And I know my listeners know about Sadie because I talk about her all the time. She interrupts things all the time. Yeah. So I didn't care for the health coaching piece. It just didn't speak to me. I had a hard time with clients, not with clients. Clients were great. I should say that. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. And so I gave up. Can I I just just pause you there? Because I think how many of the listeners, knowing when to, because I just frame that I gave up. It's like, no, I chose that this isn't the path to me. Because how many of us push through on something? We're like, I've done a course of study at uni or a certification or, you know, I've done something, so I have to keep going. But the grit to be actually like, this isn't, you know, the best use of me. Not that, yeah, as you said, not to be down on the clients or not to be down on people, but this doesn't light me up. I'm not passionate about this in the way I thought. But it's not you gave up, quit or failed. It's like, I gave it a go and it wasn't for me. Like, if you look at children, my daughter decided she wanted to be a ballerina. (laughs) she lasted like three classes and I was like well you must keep going for the term that I have paid for but after that the ballerina dream's gone but sometimes there is it's kind of like it looks good I can work from home I can be online I can do yeah this isn't my passion but I think for anyone listening I'd invite you to think about where in your life has this happened and what are you making that mean about you where you could reframe that to be like actually this was great use of my time because I realized this wasn't where I wanted to go and I think this is that reframing that from a failure or from a waste or from a whatever to like, yeah, this is great for some, but not for me. Like there's some people on this earth who love to be accountants or bookkeepers. Shout out to those if you're listening. I couldn't think of anything worse than doing numbers all day, but I love that you guys love it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's such a huge thing for me. I appreciate you saying that because I am working on reframing. Like I have a thought that goes through my head all the time. I'm not a marketer. Yes, you are. Everybody is. From the time we're born, we're all asking for things and wanting wanting something. We're selling something or needing something or asking for something. That's all marketing. It's 100%. Any parent, any partner, any pet parent, you just marketed to your dog, please don't play with your toy right here while I'm recording in this very moment. It's like trying to get my children to put their shoes on or to you know take their socks off before they jump on the trampoline. We're all selling something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So reframing that, I... I gave up is more of a, I tried it and I decided it wasn't for me. And I moved forward from that. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so instead of hitting my head against a wall and being frustrated, I went back to work. And I know there's people listening and I have a podcast episode coming up about this where people just want to go back to work. They're struggling in what they're doing and they just want to go back to work. And I did that. Can I jump in there? Can I jump in yeah. there for anyone yeah, listening? Yeah. 
when this happens to me, I call it my business period. It happens at least once a month. I'm like, I'm going to quit and go and get a job. And I think just identifying that as you know, for some people, that will be the case. They'll be like, actually, entrepreneurship isn't for me. I'm going to go back to a job traditionally employed. We love traditionally employed people. Shout out to you. But sometimes it's like, this is just part of the process. The business period's here again. Hello, let's ride you out for a couple of days and then go back into, you know, I think sometimes Disney princesses have a lot to answer for in that before there was like Cinderella, before she's sweeping ashes and making meals and whatever, and then after she's off into a castle. Life isn't like that. It has its up and downs. It has its moments. And I think it's when my brain doesn't offer me some ridiculous thing for a couple of days that I'm like, hang on. (laughs) <laughs> what's going on here, rather than thinking that it's not right because it's not, you know, da, 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 da. perfect. Yeah, and that is, it makes us human. We always want security. Our brain is, the all of the neurotransmitters, all of your neurological system is wired to survive. What we know as human beings is that having a job we get paid. We we know every two weeks or how every month or whatever your pay is, you get paid until your employer decides that they don't want you around anymore. And in that case, then that isn't secure. But in our mind, because it's a consistent habitual thing, we were getting a paycheck for so long. When you leave that, that fight or flight, that nervous system response is like, go back to what was secure. And we have to fight against that. Every, I think that is all the such time. a good point for anyone who's listening. Just take a pause and really let that land. Because yeah, when you are in a traditionally employed job, you have a weekly or fortnightly, I don't know what you guys call it, two weekly, monthly, however long paycheck that's you know consistent and regular. But even then, you know, as you said, they might not want you anymore. They might fall. Other circumstances happen. But, you know, there is the conditioning that you work this many hours and you get this much pay and that's how it works. When you transition into entrepreneurship, you can do lots and lots and lots of hours for not a lot. And then suddenly, boom, heaps comes in. And then you can have to deal with the feelings of guilt or whatever, because like, I got all this money, but I didn't work for it. So it's a whole different thing. And then you can be like, okay, so when I launch, this is how much I can expect. And then the next time it doesn't do so well. And it's just a whole different set of skills to create than in a traditionally employed job. I love what you said because it's conditioned. We as a society as a whole, and now it's global because we can all talk to each other and we can compare. We all have been conditioned to, you put in the hours, you get the paycheck. You put in the hours, you get the paycheck. And now we're breaking the mold with technology. Like you and I are doing it right now. We have, we're entrepreneurs. We have businesses online. Our, we don't have a punch-in clock that if we work this many hours, we get paid this much. You could work two hours and get paid, you know, $60,000. It's not wrong or bad or it's just the opportunities are so vast now. You're not confined to, I have to go find an employer. And I think that concept is really hard for everybody, myself included, to grasp because the conditioning over time, hundreds of years, we've been conditioned to get a job, get paid. And the people that own the companies that give the jobs, they're the ones that have all the money. <laughs> so we're just- I love this. Bees. I love this. But circling back to, so where we got up to with your story was you tried the health and life coaching for a bit and you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> That's not for me. thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> no, not for me. 
And what happened next? So what happened next is I got a job. I went back and I actually got a job as a health coach doing what it is I didn't really like doing, but because they were giving me a steady paycheck, it took, it lightened the stress level because it's like, I now have a steady paycheck. It's not really Mm. ideally what I want to do. I get to do it from home. I got to do it with flexible schedule and it paid enough. I wouldn't say it was, I could have done way more as an entrepreneur, but I just didn't want to deal with the business stuff and doing health coaching that I didn't enjoy because that would be like double stress on me. And so, so I did that for a while and halfway through my time with this company, I was with them for almost three years. I realized I wanted to be an entrepreneur. It's like, I, I got a taste of it. I liked it. I'm like, I got to do something that I'm doing. And I had this question mark on my head. What is that? What I figured out is in my journey, which is what happens and the listeners, you guys are going through it right now as you're listening to this without even knowing it, probably some of the, some of you are aware of it. You're drawing from your past experience and your journey to where you are today. So I drew all the thoughts and feelings of what I'd already been through. And I started to find the common thread and the common Mm. thread was business planning. When I went to coaching school, all the coaches that I graduated with and the people I networked with and the people I got to know, nobody had a business plan. And a lot of them were struggling. I struggled because I didn't write a business plan. I knew better. I knew how to do it and I knew what it was about. I didn't do it because there's a false, there's a, I wouldn't say it's false. Let me not say that. There's a perspective That business plans are for getting financial support. Business plans are for investors. Business plans are to prove that your idea is going to make money. So I had an idea. I was like, those are the kind of business plans. I wanted to be self-funded. I wanted to, I didn't want to owe somebody money and have loans and all that stuff for my business. So I'm like, why do I need to write a business plan? Then the light bulb went off and I thought, Don't I want to prove it to myself that my business idea is going to work? Don't I want to know that what I am doing is going to be successful and make money? I'm my own bank. So if I'm not going to take it to go to a loan, I'm going to take it to myself. And I'm going to say, Susie, do you want to do this business? Because this is what it requires to do this idea. Whether it... At this point, it was service and product. So it was like, if you want to sell something that's physical, a product, these are all the steps you have to go through to get there. If you want to sell a service, these are all the steps you have to go there. And so the light bulbs went off and I went, people don't have this. I didn't have it. That's my business because I love the whole process. So I'm going to ask what may be the most incredibly dumb question, but, you know, I always throw myself under the bus. For the sake of the listeners and for the sake of me, like, because I think the thing in business, in entrepreneurship, in life, and the thing I've learned from talking to people all around the world is when we say a word like business plan, we all assume everybody knows what we mean by it. So in Susie's definition, what do you mean by a business plan? So in my definition, for those of you who are listening and hear that and cringe and say, I, that sounds like something I don't know anything about. And a bank is going to completely just 
interrogate me about everything that's in it, which is usually the, that's usually a perception is it's this ginormous document that you spend months probably or more preparing for. I had to create one in my business class as a final and it w- it took me a whole semester to like work on it. I had to come mm-hmm. up with a fake business. So that type of business planning is the common one most people hear about. Mm-hmm. Susie's business planning, and that's why it's simple. My whole concept and the whole thing that sets me apart from everybody else is I simplified it. So in my mind and what I do with my clients and the workbook that I wrote is taking the main core pieces of a business plan. So you have your business concept. You have your marketing. What do you, it's kind of sales and marketing together. I like to put those two together. So what are you selling and who are you selling it to? What problem are you solving? That's part of your business concept. So then you have operations. How does your business function? How do you get what you're selling to your clients? And what happens? What's their journey? How is your client's experience? That's all part of operations. How do you manage the back end of your business? So not even talking about clients now, bookkeeping, document. I mean, I had a client ask me, she's like, can you help me with my file structure of how to save my documents? Because I have things everywhere and I don't know what. All that back end stuff that people don't like to do, that's the organization part of business, that's in operations. And then you have management team. And this is depending on your business concept. Like, do you want your business to grow to be multiple locations across the world or do you just want to do it yourself and with that concept do you want to hire staff do you want to hire contractors these are decisions that i walk people through making then after the management team it's finances which nobody likes to talk about finances but the financial plan is how much does it cost to start your business how much does it cost to keep it going how much does it cost to serve your clients which is included in that And then how much income do you need to come in or would like to come in to have the lifestyle that you want to have? And that's it. I love how you simplified that. And I love especially the last point for finances. I remember having a friend, she made like artisan candles and they were gorgeous. And she did her first market that she went to and she came home. She's like, oh, Suzanne, I'm so excited. I made $1,100. And I'm not knocking that, but, you know, ask questions. The thing I got told off for as a child I get paid for now as an adult and I was like so how long were you there for how long a drive was it how long was it to how much did the stall cost you know all this sort of stuff and then we broke it all down she was like so I basically made like six dollars an hour and then she's just crying I was like it's not the point I think you know the point of the business plan is never to make light of what you're doing or to be this point where you are today is the end but it's to look at what is the cost benefit analysis, how much is going to go into this? Is this sustainable over the long term? Because sometimes some businesses aren't. And if they're a hobby or a bit of fun on the side and that's what you like to do, great. But if it's going to be something that you're wanting to put food on the table, is this actually a viable idea? And it sounds like that is the crux of part of what you do as well. Yes. I was my I had a client recently and she's so sweet. She's never done a business plan, didn't know anything about it. And at one point we walked through, I do an exercise with people where we map out how much time are you taking for each client? And I do service-based. So for me, it's time. You're exchanging time for money, no products. The nice thing about that is you can have more profit, but not necessarily. It depends on what you're doing because time is money. 
So if you're spending like a million hours, and even though you're making this big chunk, $3,000 for a program or something, but if you're spending way more hours and you're not sleeping and your life is in shambles because you're so exhausted all the, then you might as well get paid a hundred dollars because time is money. And she was, she wanted to work like three days a week, maybe have like two or three, four clients. And I'm like, Hey, that's totally doable. If you charge $10,000 a client, <laughs> I mean, it was a ridiculous, and, but she didn't realize she didn't realize that her idea of what she wanted to do, and it's being sold on the internet all over the place. Make a million dollars and only work an hour Laptop a week. lifestyle, work from home, make money while you sleep. Passive income, I think what people don't realize is the amount of, it's, it's really more leveraged income because if you write a book and put it on Amazon, it doesn't magically sell itself. Like, you know, with any of these sorts of things. And as you said, it's sold on the internet. But my other question too you mentioned a workbook. So when did this come into the picture? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you mentioned passive income and you mentioned on Amazon. I do. I did write a workbook. I wrote a workbook, Simple Steps. This is, it's backwards in the video, but. It looks, for, it looks fine for me. I can read it. Okay. The first edition, I think it's my, my screen's mirrored, but first edition. So this is, it doesn't look like this anymore because I updated it, but. This workbook is, it's like fill in the blank, like very basic, very simplified. And it goes through each one of those sections that I talked about. Yes. It goes through the concept, the sales, mm -hmm. the operations, the management team, the finances. And I, I love that. And then from there, so next in, into like how you work with people now, if someone's listening to this and they're like, I have no business plan whatsoever. What would you recommend for them as like step one? So step one, I always recommend is the first thing you want to do, because this is where I got tripped up. You want to find what service you have a passion about that you want to do every single day. That's step one. Until you do, don't try to do anything else. Because what will happen is you'll get partway down the path and they'll be like, I really don't like doing this. And you spent all that time and possibly money trying to develop something that you're not even that passionate about. That's what happened to me with the health coaching. I'm going to, I'm going to pause you right there because that okay. is gold. For anyone listening, before you buy a website, get branding, make a logo, all this sort of stuff, to start your health coaching or whatever coaching you go, actually, it's, it, this is not a passion for me or this isn't as simple as the 60 days to six figures thing that I was sold on challenge. Like, Give it a go first. And, and when you think about it, when kids go through school, I don't know about over there, but here they do work experience. So you go and spend a week at a workplace. I remember I went to the the lab in the hospital, a bi biochemistry. I had an interest in that until I spent a week there and I was like, I do not have an interest in this. So if you don't yet have a business idea, like paying clients or whatever, if, you're just, if it's just percolating, play around with it before you invest time, energy and money. How much different would, because like I'm thinking of my life, I, for one stage, wanted to be a teacher and diploma of education and I forced myself to do it for six months and I was like, teaching is not my passion, which makes everyone laugh now because yes, that's what part of what I do, but adults, not young children. So it's kind of like explore, don't be afraid to try the things before you invest everything in the kitchen sink and in the, in making it pretty. Yeah. And 
the beautiful thing about, and this is why I wrote the workbook. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain the passive passive leverage income, however we want to call it. My workbook is on Amazon. Any of you want to go buy it? Go to Amazon. You can search by my name. Would probably come up easier, but Susie Rains. That's. I think last year I sold like four workbooks because I'm not doing anything on Amazon to promote it. I'm not doing anything to push it to the top. There are like hundreds of thousands of maybe millions of things on Amazon now. You have to promote. You have to do some sort of marketing around anything that you're doing. Yes, it is possible to have a fully selling digital things online business. That is possible. There's people out there doing it. But there's money and time that goes into all of that. They're not just doing it in their sleep. Yes, they get sales in their sleep. I remember walking through a campground with my husband in the summer. We're just like checking out stuff. It was all, and then my phone pinged and someone bought my workbook. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry about my workbook and I'm not even working. Yeah, that is that the happens. best feeling. Yes, yes. When it does happen, celebrate. <laughs> yes. So um, I kind of lost my train of thought. So we were talking about Oh, we were talking about leveraged income and passive income, and you were saying that you have the workbook. And actually, I should, I, I will circle back to that. I'm sure you'll put the link in the show notes so people can find mm -hmm. it. But maybe even something like your workbook, which I don't know, how much is it out of curiosity? Oh, yeah, yeah. So in the US, to download a PDF, because you can, you do as many mm -hmm. copies as you want, it's $37 on my website. And I do put the link in the show notes so people can always have access to it. On Amazon, I, the printed copy is a little bit cheaper. It's $19.97 in US, and that's because it's printed. You get it, you fill it out once, and you're done. So, so for $37 so, from Susie's website, you can buy this book. You can start with the session on section, I should say, on biz concept. Like you could literally print that out or have it. I'm sure it's fillable. Mm -hmm. And play around with there. Make sure that this is your passion, your purpose. You're like, oh, I want to go here. And then move on to the next section. Rather than, I think so many times people spend a lot of time, effort getting into their niche and getting into the nitty gritty, then get the business period, then quit and go back to the job. When as if they'd yep. actually gotten clear on that concept first, you could do $37 people. It'd be crazy not to yeah. go buy the book, start. Yeah. And I'm going to even tell you if $37 is just a stretch for you, which if it is, I totally get it. I have a free, quick and easy downloadable worksheet just to identify your service and it's and I give you steps about it so it's like set a timer for five minutes and list every single thing that you'd ever want to do and then identify the top three and then I ask you specific questions for number the first one you picked how do you feel do you want to talk about it all the time do you are you excited to get up in the morning and do it could you do this every single day for the rest of your life and love it and all of these questions are going to help you identify exactly what it is that you want to do. So then you can feel confident and like, I do have something I want. And then you can buy the workbook. The work, I love the workbook because you can do it as many times as you want to without the cost and time involved in doing all the business work. I love this. And I think for, for so many of us, I know, you know, myself included, we can sometimes... I was going to say get sucked in, but I don't mean it that way. Like there is some honest things and there are some, you know, like this is online. <laughs> a million people on the internet. But we can be like, once I have that certification or once I have this, you know, then my business will take off. Once I have my book published or once I've started my own podcast or once whatever. 
but it's still back into that job energy where like I do the thing and I get paid nine to five versus the entrepreneurial energy where you know, this is part of the system that is my business, but I still need to market and sell because I need people to buy the book or I need people to listen to the podcast. They don't magically come. It kind of reminds me of that. I saw this meme the other day, made me laugh. It was like, they say it takes a village to raise a child. So I don't know where my village is. Are they supposed to just turn up? <laughs> and it's kind of like that with a business too. Yeah. Again, we're born marketers. And I had I have a business coach. I always recommend people to get coaches. You're a coach. I mean, I'm I went to coaching school. I'm a coach. Like we need them. Anyway, my business coach, he's in Australia as well, by the way. I think I might have to go there at some point. <laughs> um, 100%. Yes, and then you can claim it. I don't know. I shouldn't say I'm not an accountant, but you know, business related expense. Hello. <laughs> well, yeah, I have at least four of you now that I talk speak to regularly so we could have a little conference and yeah, business expense for everybody. Yeah. So it's interesting to me that um, I totally lost my train of thought again. Suzanne, you do this No, to that's me. okay. I'm with you. So going back, we where we were, we were talking about the health coaching job. And then from there, you left health coaching and did it as an employed thing. And I loved how you did that as part of your journey because you're like, actually, it's not the marketing so much. It's this. Like, even if the clients are given to me and I'm being paid a set amount, I don't actually love this. So sometimes there is such you know, freedom in that. And for anybody listening, something that I do regularly when I have my business period in question going to get a job, I sit down and I write out all the things I love about working for myself. The flexibility of hours, being able to work around my children, being able to take holidays wherever I want. So where we were with that is you were talking about from there, you were like your common thread with everything you've done is the business planning. And that's what you've done now. We talked about you writing the workbook. So when people come to work with you, like whereabouts are they in their business? Do you have a package? Like what, how do people work with you now? That's where we got to like the juice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it, it is really whatever path that you're on. So you, if you're just, com you just have an idea that you want to start a business and you're like, I want to start a business and you're still working. So you're working in your medical job. And in the back of your mind, you're like, I want to do my own thing for many reasons. It can be you don't like working in healthcare anymore, or it could be you just have always had this idea of doing something else, but you've spent your life doing medical because that's what you trained for. So, so the thought is there. I would recommend downloading the free worksheet. It's the service idea generator. It's on my website and fill that out. Figure out exactly, and you may already know, you may be like, I think about this every single day when I go to work and this is what I want to do and I need to figure out how to do it. If you're at that stage, I would say get the workbook. The workbook is going to help you take that idea that you're already passionate about that you know you want to do for sure and it's been solidified and you're going to be able to fill out everything and it, you may get to a point where you only get to the marketing piece and then you're like, okay, now I'm really stuck and I don't have answers for these other things. At that point, that would be when you'd want to reach out to me. I That is really what happens is the workbook shows people how far they can go and it, because it's on your own. And if you don't have a business background, you can still do the workbook. It's not written to the point where you have to have understanding of business. It's very simple, straightforward questions, but you have to make decisions. And so when you get into that decision making, it's better to have somebody to help and guide you through that process. So what I do when I work with clients, I have one-on-one -on -one clients and I have group 
clients. The one-on-one clients, they get me for 12 weeks and we talk every week. They work through the worksheets and I help them with those. And then there's additional coaching that I do around anything else business related that they're going through. The group coaching is six weeks and they just go through the workbook together and we meet once a week as a group for questions and to bounce ideas off of each other. Because I really do believe that when we talk, like you and I are talking now, when you talk to somebody else, a lot of stuff happens. It's like, woo, that makes, ooh, I like that. That's a good idea. I haven't thought of that. So the group coaching is really good for that. So those are all the ways that I recommend. And with the group coaching, is it a rolling start? Like people can come in and do their six weeks or do you do a cohort base where this group starts at this date and finishes at that date? For grouping it or for the group coaching, it's evergreen. So they can come anytime. So there's people at different stages and we just have the same coaching time every week. So there's so much beneficial. I'm making up words today. Benefit (laughs) from doing that because if you come in in your week one and you're like oh my gosh I feel like the small fish you know in the big pond but there's people who were where you were the encouragement and the community to like oh I was there it's possible that is powerful so the other thing that I really want to circle back to that you just said is about making decisions because I think for so many of us we resist making decisions like there's no tomorrow we download the check boxes and the worksheets and the whatever and they kind of sit there going blank and we just looking for the next thing. Like I think in times of a stress response, our brain looks for more information because we think when we know more, we'll feel safer. Circling back to what you were talking about earlier on, much earlier on about, you know, being safe. And the thing is starting to make those decisions is starting to wear, step into the unsafe territory. And that's why, you know, hiring someone such as yourself, whether it be one-to-one or group and coming into that container and that community and someone saying like, I got you. Like you make the decision, you test it out, you come to the group or come to me, let's unpack it together. That is that is just priceless because left to our own devices, that's where many of us get stuck in biz period, like biz period land and like, I'm just going to go and get a job. But it's like, no, 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 the testing it, the making the decisions that, you know, failing spectacularly. I'm not afraid to say the word failure. So many people are like, oh, it's a win. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. No, sometimes we get knocked down but we get back up again. She's going to start singing tub thumping. But, you know, it's (laughs) like, this is how we learn. This is how we grow. Little children do this all the time. They don't suddenly get up and start running, pull themselves up, they fall over. So you think this business idea is amazing. And you're like, oh my God, everyone's going to love it. And then you put it out there and there's crickets and you're like, oh. Left to your own devices, you tend to throw it out entirely. You go to someone like Susie and you're like, this is what I expected. This is what happened. And you're like, let's just tweak it and send you out again with support so you're not alone. And I think that's absolutely fabulous. If you are ready to get going in your business but don't know where to start, download Starting a Business Simplified Guide. This step-by-step guide will create a business plan you can follow and know all you need to know to start your business. Click on the link in the show notes to get a copy today. So, and I love how you've mapped out the client journey. If you're totally new and funds is a problem, start with the free downloadable from your website if you've got 37 47 i forgot the price i should have written down (laughs) get the workbook as a downloadable because then you can reuse it and i love the idea of that just print out that section focus solely on that and for anybody listening the thing i think the downfall of the entrepreneur is the bright shiny object because the thing is we try to do 50 things at once and then we do none of them well so if you're like no i'm gonna commit that dollars i'm gonna do that chapter until i get clear and then i'm gonna go to the next step Rather than, because entrepreneurs, the only people I know who quit a nine to five because you want to work 
their laptop lifestyle and then end up working 24-7. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I want to say that if you do the workbook or if you work with me, it's going to answer all the questions that you will be asked if you work with somebody else doing other things. So, for example, if you're like, I'm going to hire a website designer and a branding person and they're going to do all this stuff for me. They're going to ask you every question that I ask in the workbook. So for $37, you can answer all those questions. And then there's even a section in the workbook that says, do I really need this? Here's some questions to ask yourself to find out if you really do need what it is that you're looking to invest in for your business at that time. My recommendation is if it's not to serve the client, you don't need it. Oh my if, it, if it costs money, free stuff you can alone, go crazy with. But if I'd learned yeah. that early in my business, because as you said, so many of us think the website's the answer. I remember being a very new entrepreneur back in 2017, being told I needed a website. I remember handing over what was not a small chunk of change, thinking the website person would answer it. And then they're like, okay, so I need the copy. I need the photos. I need this. I need that. I'm like, aren't you supposed to do this? Like, this is how I want. So it's kind of, you can't outsource this. You can't bypass this. Even if you hire the world's best copywriter, if you aren't clear, they're not going to be clear. They can't translate a mess into a message. I love that. A mess into a message. What I, I always ask my clients this because they come to me and they're like, well, I don't have money for this and I don't have money for that and blah, blah, blah. And I say, if money was of no object and you could do anything you wanted, you had all the money in the world, go start a business. You got to tell everybody that you're hiring what to do. Like they need to know who's your client. What are you selling? How much are you selling it for? How much do you want to work? Are you going to do it? Or are you going to hire staff? Okay, if you're going to have a staff, who do you want on staff? Okay, now what jobs do you want them to have? That's where like human resources comes from. And they I come from a corporate background before the army, and I don't touch on that too much because I really, really have a heart for medical staff and being coming from a medical background. But corporations have departments and decisions get made in each department. So you as a business owner, no matter how much money you have, you cannot buy the decisions. Yes. And I think sometimes, and then the other thing too, leading back to, you know, after you've done the workbook and moving into hiring someone such as yourself, having the support, like obviously you're the one who makes the decision. You can't even outsource that decision. Hey, make the decision for me. But to have someone ask you the questions, so the things that you wouldn't have even considered, and really too, with your business plan, looking to where do you want to grow it to so that you know like when is enough, how many hours do you want to work, what kind of team are you going to need on board? Because I know in the beginning when I was the Hot Mess Express and I paid money to the website and I paid money to a copywriter and I bought all these things that didn't bring me any actually money. So for me now, the first thing I ask myself, is this directly income producing before I spend? This is directly income producing because if you're not clear on where you're going, nobody else is going to be either. So working with Susie to help you come out of that stuckness into clarity is priceless. I love that you said the word clarity because a lot of people ask, they ask me, what's the point of a business plan? Like, why do I need one? Everybody says you don't need one. I get that I get that a lot. And that makes me have my entrepreneur period. I'm like, why? Nobody wants this. This is just work for everybody. Like I get really discouraged about that. And I'm not nobody afraid wants to, to go that. to the dentist either. And look what happens <laughs> when you don't. I know. And nobody wants to go and have a pap smear. 
But, you know, there's things that we don't want to do that we can avoid and then eventually catch up with us. And a business plan, you know, in the very beginning, you think, well, I don't need it yet because I haven't made money. And then when you start making money, if, you know, if it, you do have that boon of success and you don't have that support system behind you, businesses have actually folded because they can't deliver on what they've promised. So it's kind of a, you know, Rob Peter the PayPal situation sometimes. Yeah. I had somebody frame it this way to me one time. I'm like, who's going to pay me to have, it's like when you go to the dentist, it costs a fortune. Like it, it's expensive, but yet we do it. And, I, and it's to avoid having serious things happen because when stuff happens with dental, it's excruciatingly painful and expensive. The same goes with business planning. If you do this, if you work with me, you may get done and say, I do not want to be an entrepreneur. And guess what? I just saved you. How much money and time and headaches and stress? What a wonderful Voidy. investment of your time and energy and money to realize six or 12, how long did you say? Yeah, six or 12 weeks in, this mm -hmm. isn't for me. Then to be like, I could have been somebody for six or 12 years. And the same, like you might work with Susie and actually go, actually, my medical career isn't that bad. I actually like it. But isn't that amazing? Because you're not half in. You're kind of like, actually, I'm fully invested. Or you might be like, I was right all along and then have that key to have your exit plan. So I think sometimes what keeps us stuck is like that, I don't want to know. Like, I don't want to find out. Like, I work with people on setting boundaries. Nobody wants to pay for that. I want to avoid discomfort and sit on the couch and eat chips. <laughs> when you learn to say no and when, you know, same as when you learn to have this plan in place, the the ongoing effect of this, it's like your regular dental checkup versus once every 10 years or you need a root canal or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the reasons that I really appreciated you interviewing me is because, and I love what you do, and I want you to share what you do because I absolutely love what you do. I was just in your masterclass yesterday. I think it's a, I think you call it a masterclass, but setting boundaries is a huge part of having your own business. Oh, 100%. Boundaries with yourself as well. Because when you're running a business, if it's not yet where you want it to go, doing more, you know, overdoing it overdoes it. Like if you're like, it's not selling and you're not getting any sleep and you're stuck in front of the computer and you're, you know, married to your notifications, it's like, this isn't actually working. So yes, I do. I run a masterclass about once a month or so. It's a deliberate language choice for those in business. To me, webinars are, let me sell you some shit. And uh, oh, hope you're allowed to ask that. That's totally fine. And masterclasses totally like to do some action or let's, you know, take some, whether you continue to work for me or not with me, you take something away from that. But, you know, boundaries and structure and our work complements each other really, really well. But also too, and, you know, I will say this for everyone listening, Whoever you listen to is going to tell you their thing. Website person is going to tell you a website. Copy person is going to tell you copy. Podcast is going to tell you you need a podcast. It's up to you to kind of like sit back and take that agency and breathe and go, what feels in service to me? Because if you get swept up, speaking of someone who has been swept up in all the things, then you don't know which thing is actually working. And then you can feel like overwhelmed and, you know, to, to job land. So, yeah, so we've been talking for ages. I probably reckon we should wrap it up now i love that you've explained this out to your listeners your journey getting that behind the scenes sneak peek of you know how you've come to do the work that you do now 
all the knowledge from all the things you've done before that you bring into this and why though it may feel like a dental appointment also like a dental appointment doing this planning on the front end saves you the root canal on the back end yes and i really appreciate you taking the time to interview me and because for those of you listening i don't like to talk about myself and i have a story to tell you have a story to tell we all have a story to tell and it's finding the medium that works for you that lights you up and makes you happy to share and i think this is a great way to do that is to have a conversation and share what we're doing and how we're helping people. For those of you listening, if you have a hard time sharing who you are and what you do, I would love to have you on my podcast. I will interview you the way that Suzanne did in a conversation, very easy flow, just so that people can get to know you if it's something that you would like to share. And it's scary. I'm going to tell you I don't have a problem sharing my story because I realized how powerful it was to help other people. But the thought of doing it before I came to terms with that was terrifying. Like, but if they know this about me, what are they going to think? And again, Suzanne, she works on boundaries and she knows me well enough now that worrying about what other people think can hinder helping them. And encouraging them. Because and what if share... other people think, oh my gosh, if she could do it, I could do it. Like, I think sometimes we, by everyday people, like regular people sharing their story and us realizing it, it can be for anyone, we don't get caught in the compare and despair against the big names and the big marketers and give them tens of thousands of dollars and then go, well, the reason I didn't get the result was because I'm just not confident. It's kind of like seeing people a few steps ahead of us on their journey and go, oh, wow, I could do that too. Then we're not stuck in a career forever dreaming of one day. And I just love that. And yeah, totally message Susie, come on the show. She's a fabulous host. And you you sharing your story, whether somebody works with you or not, could be the step that they need to go, actually, I want to pursue my dream. Have you seen the movie Tangled? I don't think so. Wait, maybe. Is it? Yeah. She's in a it's tower. It's the one and... Rapunzel. She's in the tower. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's yeah. like when they go to that cafe, the ugly duckling, whatever it's called, and everyone starts singing, I have a dream. And, you know, that's what I think about with, you know, podcasts and people starting out entrepreneurial journeys. It's like, I have this dream. Oh, I have that dream too. And like when you first look at that cabin that they go into, like Lynn takes her there, yeah. hoping that she'll get scared and run home. But then they see her dream and then everyone starts sharing their dream. And I think it becomes like that. We feel like alone and isolated and we can't share our dream because it's embarrassing. But then everyone's sharing too. And it's like, oh my goodness, we can all do this. There's room on the entrepreneurial stage for everybody who wants the space. And like you have shared, we have our people. There's people that are drawn to us. You and I are connected. We connected. I don't even remember how we connected, but we connected and now we have that connection. And I consider you one of my people. And so as you start networking and growing and learning, who you are and sharing your story, the people that are your people are going to be drawn to you. And that's a lesson I'm learning. It's been learning it for the last year and it's getting more and more prevalent as I meet people. A hundred percent. Well, it's your show. So I'll hand it back over yeah. to you now to wrap it up in however you do it. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> it's my show, but yet I'm the guest. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for taking the time and talking to me and just asking questions and getting to know me. That makes me feel so good. 
And for those of you listening, as always, keep it simple. Thanks for listening to this episode of Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift. If you enjoyed this episode, then hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for you, so be sure to reach out and let me know what you thought about this episode. If you're not sure how to get started with your business, download a copy of the Starting a Business Simplified Guide. Click on the link in the show notes for your copy. 